0: Morning, Mrs. Angel. How I'm living today? the dream.
1: Living the dream. That's what we want to do. We, we have a special guest with us today. Um, it's Cameron from hello. Video Pro. Uh, hello, Cameron.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: Well, fabulous, fabulous. And our listeners will have heard um, us talk about Video Pro a lot because they are the very yes. proud sponsor of this show, um, providing us with our very well-used... Um, uh, recording equipment and um, Cameron got to see just how adept I am at using it as we set up before at the start
2: it was flo- it was flawless absolutely flawless
1: good answer Cameron we are already <laughs> are off to a great start no? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. so let's get uh, let's get underway and let's tell everyone a bit more about um, about Cameron so the alumni that he um, that he belongs to is he went to primary school at Lauderdale Pri- um, Primary School in Tasmania. And then he moved up to beautiful Queensland and went to primary school at Carina State School. He did his secondary school at Wellington Point State High School. And um, then he went on and did a diploma of business at TAFE Queensland at Mount Gravatt and then did a Q, uh, went to QUT and did a Bachelor of Business and then an Executive MBA, so Masters of Business Administration. And tell us more That's about right. his Cameron. life, Whitey.
0: Cameron Douglas is the CEO of Brisbane-based technology group and retailer VideoPro. After completing an undergraduate degree in 2006, Cameron started in an entry-level position at VideoPro over the next 15 years, Cameron completed an executive MBA from QUT, became an owner of the business, and in 2021 was appointed CEO. Audiovisual technology has become pervasive in our lives, enhancing our work, learning, communication, collaboration, experience, and enjoyment. It has become critical infrastructure and difficult to imagine life without it. Cameron's ultimate goal is to build Australia's number one specialist AV company. From lounge to boardrooms to stadiums, Videopro has a clearly defined focus. In addition to his work with Video Pro, Cameron is also a struggling musician, part-time academic, hack surfer, avid reader, and loving father of three. Welcome, Cameron.
2: Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) We've we've got a fair bit in common. I've got three kids as well. I'm a struggling (laughs) musician, and I'm a hack surfer too. It's a good
2: combination. I don't know many successful uh, musicians, to be honest. They're famous, (laughs) and they're not my friends. (laughs) No, that's... that's...
1: Me too. I'm glad you two have met so much It's like looking in the mirror for both of you. Um, so first of all, Cameron, thank you so much on behalf of all of the teachers. I'm going to say around the world for um, for stepping forward and your willingness to support this podcast. Um, can can you tell us? So why did you decide to do that?
2: Well, first of all, that's uh, that's that's my and our pleasure. Um, I am a great believer that teaching is the most impre- important profession on the planet. Um, education is the solution to pretty much every problem. Everywhere we see uh, a lean too far into one side or uh, too deeply into one thing, uh, education and the ability for people to learn is always the leveler. It's always the thing that helps people get a bigger picture, understand better what's going on. and um, you know, with what teachers uh, do in their day-to-day, uh, it's it's an extremely important contribution to the society that we all live in. And so great teachers, you know, make for a great society and, and that's important. God, just
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yes, we're here. Yep. Round of applause. Round of applause. So with, our, with the changing technology and everything uh, that's happening and, and what you said about, about teaching being the most important, the way teachers teach is changing as well. Um, how are you supporting teachers in, in delivering content and also engaging students in the way that um, is understanding of a changing world?
2: Uh, audio-visual uh, technology is, is fundamentally an amplification of whatever message is, is coming through, right? So it allows you to say it maybe bigger, say it louder, Um, But certainly over the last five years in particular, and COVID sort of pushed this a lot further, it allowed it to go more broadly uh, to different locations and allowed the learning to sort of continue, um, you know, without the AV and video conferencing technology and industry, which has, you know, really been building to that moment for the last 50 years, maybe 60 years, uh, because video conferencing has been around for, um, you know, about 40 years uh, in in one form or another. but without all of that work, we wouldn't have experienced the pandemic in the way that we did. And you know, it's not ideal, but it still allowed us to keep keep teaching, keep learning. Um, and we're dealing with uh, you know this new generation, uh, which are beyond what we define as digital natives. Now they they they've not just sort of grown up with it; they're totally born into it. Um, and so we need to meet the different groups uh, at their um, where they need to be to be able to learn. So, you know, AV and uh, teaching and learning uh, are really an important combination of things.
1: It's very, very true. And um, obviously the last couple of years um, with COVID, life changed for everyone and uh, definitely changed the the landscape of teaching, um, mainstream teaching most definitely. So uh, what, what were the changes? for you in your business during that time?
2: Uh, you know, <laughs> being, a, uh, being a business owner in March of 2020, uh, you know, we always uh, say uh, March of 2020 had about 300 days in it. it. It was probably the longest month that any of us can ever remember because we'd all become glued to the news and we'd become glued to all these sort of horrible things um, and just, you know, taking in new information all the time. Um, for our business, we, you know, we took the same approach that a lot of businesses did. You know, keep everyone safe, keep everyone working. You know, make sure that everyone can sort of come out the other side of this relatively unscathed. Um, so, you know, we did uh, have most of the technology set up for working from home, etc., already. Um, but you know, Video is not a uh, uh, just an organization where we've got everyone working in one office environment. You know, we've got stores. We've got warehouses, we've got people working out on sites. Um, And so it was not a one size fits all solution. Uh, We were certainly not in a position where everyone could just work from home. Uh, People still had to go out there and do um, work on sites. So, you know, it was a uh, a trying experience. I think uh, I certainly wouldn't say that it was enjoyable, but if you get through most of these things, hopefully you've come out a little stronger, a little smarter, a little better, if not a little scarred.
1: Yeah. Chicks dig dig scars.
0: It definitely definitely did uh, fast track our our, our change into using uh, technology and AV technology in in more interesting ways, more impactful ways. Um, I think it also showed that schools and education is far more than bricks and mortar, and the actual value add comes from the teachers and their ability to, to change and to use resources they have, whatever they are. To actually deliver an an outcome and an um you know learning experience for for the students, I want to know, uh, Cameron, what's what sort of stuff do teachers not know that AV can do that you would wish that they did know?
2: Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, that sounds like a loaded question uh, in some ways. I mean, no, no, no I, not at all. Not I, sure. I think AV is an industry that's um. Uh, sort of on the bleeding edge uh, with a lot of what it does, we kind of refer to AV as like fat signals down thin pipes a lot of the time, you know, whereas uh, IT is a little bit more um, behind the scenes. Like if it's if a screen doesn't turn on, it, 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 you know, the assumption is everything's broken, right? So AV is very much more in your face if something goes wrong. So I think that um, uh, AV, because we've all got a TV at home, is seen as being... Um, uh simple in its simplest form but it can be actually quite complex once you start building out lecture theaters and and things like that um it it, it doesn't it doesn't make it any easier as well with the amount of different connections and your laptop comes out with a new connection and you know when we did a lot of the schools for building the education revolution you know we did vga uh, for all of those installations and it must have been three years later that everything started switching to hdmi as a connection point, it's like, hey, this doesn't work anymore. I can't plug this in. Mm. So it, AV can be a tricky industry, <laughs> but um, I think AV—it's really about what's inside um, the screen, which is where a lot of the value and power sits from a teaching and learning perspective. AV lets you hit a lot of people. It lets you be broad. Uh, it lets you, um, you know, reach reach people where you otherwise might not inside a um, you know a closed environment. Um, but it's the it's the content, uh, it's the multimedia and the way those things are used uh, that I think really turns on the teaching and learning.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And um, I, I feel like even though I know what you saw just before we started this podcast, I feel like I've become braver with technology um, over these last couple of years, and I do <laughs> want to find out a bit more. i do I do think that I'm more capable of um, using more impressive technology nowadays and and know that i like that what you said at the start the, um it amplifies your teaching and learning i i really like that that phrase
2: and and that's that's an awesome point that you raise because shifting into uh, technology adoption people can be a little timid um covid just made everyone do it mm-hmm. so this is yeah. this is not a case of hey we're going to have a you know 300 day change management process about no, how we're all going to start was, using this stuff. Yep. It's like, Hey, guess what? It's Friday. And on Monday, this is what you're going to do.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and sure you can have your breakdown, but you're going to do that over the weekend and then you're going to front <laughs> up to your students on a screen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was great though to see that it started off where we're just, we're just going to front up to the kids in, the, in front of the screen. And then we started talking about, well how do we actually make this quality teaching and learning and we tried to then start to to kind of immerse ourselves in it but like whitey said before what we've actually realized is that um how how important that the connection is and and that face-to-face is um nothing actually beats that at all because there's there's so much more to the human experience rather than just um, eye contact through a screen
2: a hundred percent. And you're seeing it now with all the arguments going on, particularly in the corporate world about getting people back into the office. And, uh, you know, the, the, we can't all just work from home forever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, all the people that own building companies are saying everyone's got to go back into the office and everyone that owns software companies saying, no, we can work from home forever. And there's yeah. just blatant bias running around everywhere. You see someone raise a point. Um, but the, the cold hard reality is that in person, is far more powerful and valuable and technology is a way to augment that it's not a way to replace that yeah. um and you know you've got to have five
1: yeah yeah couldn't agree hmm. more so i want to um get back to to the, to the the number one reason why we're here so um i'm assuming you've had a teacher who has um, positively impacted your life so who was it and um and and what did they do and what was the impact?
2: I, uh, I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of teachers and I've been to a lot of different schools and, and university and, and tertiary, etc. Um, the people that I was thinking of, uh, I had a librarian in Wellington Point State High School uh, and he... We um, like to name
1: and fame here, so... so yeah, yeah,
2: so his name was Barry Green and he may be known to a number of the listeners uh, here because in his last 10 years uh, of... working career he was a senior lecturer at Griffith University teaching um, uh, the education uh, degree Uh, so there's probably a high chance that he's he's pretty well known to some of these uh, some of the listeners Um, but I knew him as a librarian and then uh, my wife and I because my wife and I actually met in high school uh, and um, we stayed in contact with him uh, you know to this day and at that time I think particularly for me just being a, a a brash, um, stupid 16 year old, 17 year old, whenever you would find a, a teacher that would kind of talk to you a bit more like an adult, you tended to step up to the plate and respond a bit more like an adult. And uh, and I think that finding those people in your uh, in your schooling, because I, I'm not going to say that I would say, um, I wasn't a bad student, but you know I, I wasn't a great student. Um, and that's why I went to TAFE and had to sort of like pick up my grades and everything before I could go to university. Um, but people like that, uh, people like Barry really had the ability to help you understand things, help you connect and help you see a future beyond, um, you know, beyond school. Because when you're in school, sometimes that's, that's it. Like, that's what you're thinking about. And you're not, you know, I know in there's the some moment. kids out there, that, yeah, some kids are like, I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do, what I want to be. I just, uh, you know, I'm just having fun at school, and so finding other sort of, you know, grown ups, uh, teachers that can help you navigate that is super powerful.
1: Couldn't agree more. And so, what? Um, so, so he he changed the perspective on, on on your life in that he made you feel like more of an adult, and that you were capable of more than what you maybe were thinking of in the moment.
2: Absolutely. The thing about a, a a teacher that can build strong relationship capital quickly, it's only when you have trust in a relationship that somebody can then challenge you effectively, right? So unless you've created trust, um, you're not going to take criticism. And so once you've got trust and relationship capital, uh, then someone can say you're doing it wrong. And someone could say you're doing it wrong relatively abruptly as well uh, and you're still going to take them uh, in a in a good way because there's a there's a foundation of trust and I've got a few uh, of the lecturers that I've stayed pretty close with from um, my masters and you know something that blew me away with those guys was just how. You know, you'd go in there all confident about something. God knows that MBA students are all running around in a pretty hyper competitive way. Uh, And to just have a teacher turn around and go, no, you're wrong. (laughs) This is why you're wrong. Um, And when you've got that relationship, that underlying relationship, you're like, oh, really? Tell me more about that. Why? Um, whereas when you don't have the relationship, when there isn't some kind of foundation that's been built, you're immediately on the defense. No, I'm not. You're wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're not going to change and and grow and adapt. I love, that's a really, I I love how you put that. Um, I love it. Relationship capital need to have that in place before you can, you can give Mm. feedback. And we've been talking so much on this show about, um, relationships first, always, 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 but that sums it up really nicely and teaching, by its design is a, it's a, it's a feedback profession. You've got to be constantly giving feedback to your students. And, and yeah, so if you want them to actually take it on board, you've got to have that relationship Mm. capital first.
0: Yep. And because they're learning that feedback is often not positive, if not negative, not positive. So you've got to be, have that, you know, that trust needs to be established so you can give that feedback and not have it damage the relationship, but in fact strengthen it. Absolutely.
2: And,
1: And so how did, how did you find, um, so it's awesome that you've been to TAFE and then you've gone yeah. to university and then you've gone on to that executive MBA. So you've, um, you you didn't take that direct linear u- um, route to um, to university and to become a CEO of a company, which I think is really um, inspirational for for people to be to be hearing because it's. I know in my twenty years of teaching, we always the, it, the system's kind of designed around that linear um, route to. To, to university and and beyond but more often than not it's not it's just not linear at all so so tell if, us if tell anything
2: us... if if anything it's more like is it ex- exponential is is yeah. that the curve an exponential curve yeah yeah,
1: uh,
2: yeah. cuz you do find yourself treading water for a long time and then all of a sudden you shoot up really fast um, but the reality is, you weren't treading water. You were actually learning tons of things, gaining invaluable experience, and then they set you up for that time when that opportunity presented itself, and all of a sudden, you know, you've had this huge climb. Yeah. Um, so are you are you going to say, tell me about your career? Was that yeah, is that your question, Yeah, absolutely. So tell, tell us about okay. that. Tell
1: us absolutely. Tell us about the kind of the choice, <laughs> the choices along the way. Um, yep. And then, and I think. You know so you were working I find it really interesting that you're working at um, at Video Pro and um, and now you're the CEO of Video Pro which mm. is which is really cool. So yeah tell, tell us about um, how that all came to be.
2: So before, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Well, I did. I wanted to be a rock star, um, but that's a hard career path. Right? <laughs> which is, Are you listening, which is kids? Why...
1: <laughs> have, a second, have a second option, all right?
2: <laughs> back up, back up it's time. always tough, right? Like you look at someone like Taylor Swift and she came from like a fifth generation of investment banking and had tons of money behind her. And you're like, ah, oh, I needed all that money behind me or something like that. And that's why that's why Will and I are still struggling musicians. We haven't we haven't made it. We haven't made it yet, Will. We're still we're still working on it.
0: Yet,
2: yet. So I, I did a lot of um, I did a lot of jobs before I started uh, uh, uni. Um, I worked uh, in retail. I worked in a factory. I worked at the Fisher and Paykel factory at Cleveland. I worked in a service station. Uh, I used to teach guitar and um uh and I was a milkman so I did uh, I did milk deliveries from like 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. uh I did a lot of different things and then I did uh you know I didn't get a great op and I didn't know what I wanted to do and then my mum rung me <laughs> rung me up I was at home she says because I didn't get into uh, any uni courses uh, she says I've signed you up to a diploma of business at Mount Gravatt, you start this afternoon Uh, And I always tell people that story because, you know, in in parenting um, there's always arguments about, you know, when you're giving your kids space and when you're leaning in. And I'm a great believer in just lean in all the time. And I'm very grateful that my mum did and did that because she set this whole chain of events in play. And if she didn't, you know, I might not have ever, you know, uh, gotten to where I I am now. But in
1: that time though when your mum had made that decision for you, I'm assuming you weren't feeling so um, appreciative in the moment or, 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 or you... uh,
2: I, I think I, I was, um, I don't know if I had any uh, negative sentiment towards it. I think, I think ultimately I was probably relieved that I then had something to do, Yeah. you know, because it doesn't feel great when you don't get into any of your university preferences. Um. And, and so it sort of gave, gave me a next step because I didn't really have a next step at that point. Um, so I went and I did that and, and TAFE was really hard work. Like that was a nine to five, five days a week. Um, and when I went to uni, I was like, what is this? This is like part time. <laughs> you know, you've got like two days and a half day this is the biggest bludge ever yeah. um, because TAFE was such, such hard work. Um, and, you know, it was, it was interesting. And I often tell people about my TAFE and my undergrad experience. And I said, doing a business diploma, it's like really practical. This is how you interview somebody. This is how you deal with this. This is how you deal with that. And then you go off into your undergraduate business degree and it's like, all right, when you're the CEO of Nike, what are you going to do? You know? And so you go from this really sort of, basic foundation of like normality into all of a sudden or now I'm some kind of like investment banker and (laughs) I'm and it's not you know for a lot of it it's not that realistic and unfortunately for undergraduate um it can also be not as relevant Mm. so I did that um I I I went for a bunch of different jobs and I got a job at video pro when I was 21 and uh all I knew was that we had a retail there there was a retail store at Carondale. so that's all I really knew of video pro at the time um, because it turns out it may be back then that doing a business degree um, it was a bit of a vague degree you know like you do a teaching degree you know the profession that I'm you're going to go and into I'm, and I, yeah. I'm
1: going to be a but you do a yeah, yeah. You do a business degree yep. and I'm going to come out and be a
2: 100 yeah <laughs> and you know with teaching you, you know you know you're starting salary you know you know all this information Um, business degree is not like that. Uh, and so I started there, I started, uh, you know, for want of a better term at the bottom, um, I was on the phone selling basically data projectors and digital cameras to schools. Uh, so VideoPro's always had a pretty, um, deep and, and strong relationship with, um, both public and private schools in Queensland. Um, and so, yeah, I was, I was selling cameras, selling projectors. And then I started to be outbound. So I'd go out and we started installing projectors and screens and interactive whiteboards and all that jazz into classrooms. Um, so from there, uh, I did that for a number of years. And, you know, we'd always been involved with QSPA and QuASP and got to know a lot of people through that. Um, then I sort of, I took over the, the sales. Uh, I went into the corporate space of Video Pro and then um, took over sales and marketing uh, and then became an executive. And then we had a management buyout um, where some of our owners were um, getting out, which gave us an opportunity to get in. Um, that was a four-year process, the management buyout. So there's nothing easy about that. Um, and then, so that then I became a, a business owner at thirty. So, um, so that's, I went... a,
1: that's a big, um, that's a brave, that's big and a brave decision.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's Good. it's scary, right? Like if you if you didn't, so my family all worked for the government. So I didn't have any business owners in any of my circles. I didn't really understand what any of it was. I was just a fool led by ambition. Um, and you know, I often think that if you, um, uh, if you know all the risks, then you're never going to do anything. (laughs) 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 So, so, you know, there is, there is some ignorance to it. Um, but I, I often also tell people, uh, you know, there's that saying, "Bite off more than you can chew, and then chew like hell." Chew like hell. And uh, the second part of that, which no one says, is because if you don't, you will choke and you and will dying. die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, becoming a business owner was uh, was terrifying. I went from my three hundred seventy thousand dollar home loan to a sixty five million dollar company, and there were a lot more, a lot more numbers, a lot more people, a lot more things to figure out. Um, I started doing my uh, exec MBA at that juncture and I sat down with the MBA director and she says, okay, um, tell me about uh, how you went in your undergrad. And I said, ah, I probably didn't work as hard as I should have. I didn't, you know, I kind of had a piece for degrees sort of mentality. Uh, And she's like, okay, good. Because my GPA in my undergrad was 4.1. And she's like, if you um, if you told me that you'd tried really hard and uh, and, <laughs> and this is what you got, maybe uh, maybe this isn't the place for you. Um, and the thing is though that when I started doing the masters, I just I just fell in love with it. Like it just gave me a whole new love of learning. Um, and so you know, relevant I came,
1: then you, you you're actually it was very relevant. you're in it. You're living it. Yeah. You're dealing with everything day to day. Then yeah.
2: 100 percent, definitely yeah. and um and the marks showed because i finished that um degree with a you know a higher than distinction gpa but it was a it was a relevance and um you know i go back and lecture at qut um every now and again and i'll always uh, and i also i say selling mbas but i i go and talk to postgrad information evenings like you know what's it like to do postgraduate and i always say The most important thing you can learn is to learn how to learn because once you've learned that everything else becomes life becomes better. And, you know, we do kind of run in this model where the more I learn, the less I know because the world is a very big place and you kind of open up this, this very big place. And they're all the reasons why I value education so much. Um, I don't believe in the narrative that a lot of business, um, Owners and startup founders have. I don't believe in the Zuckerberg kind of narrative where I like I dropped out of school um, and 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 now look how rich I am. Like I don't believe any of that. Um, when I do the postgrad nights, I say to people, you know, to become a doctor, you have to go and do four year undergrad, three year medicine, residency, and then probably another four years specialist if you want to do that. And only then are we going to let you start working on people. And I said, and as a manager, you're mucking around with someone's brain every single day. And you don't have to do anything to get that. So it's only um, more valuable that we learn through education, instead of on all of the poor sods that have had to deal with our awful management and our awful leadership and our awful kind of you know it, it's all good and well to say i'm learning as i go as I but go, if that but, means you're scarring everyone yeah, on the look way at the,
1: look at the, all of the bodies um laid out behind <laughs> yeah, you yeah, in yeah, the emotional right. wake that's just um behind you yeah
2: it's very exactly, very true exactly
0: but that's incredibly incredibly relevant message because uh learning how to learn because all the data is telling us that the students that we're teaching at the moment are going to have at least seven different careers that's not seven different jobs that's seven different careers yep. like different industries even so, learning how to learn and learning how to adapt and to, uh, you know, to, to, to focus on the skills that you have and then look at the skills that you don't have and then augment uh, the skills you have so you can move on uh, in a way that is not linear is going to be a really, really important. A hundred percent. of the future.
2: World. Yeah.
1: And, and your your career has been a great demonstration of of that. Very, it's a really cool story. And so, how old are your children, Cameron?
2: Uh, I've got an eight-year-old daughter, a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter.
1: So you've got plenty of time Uh, on your hands.
2: I am, I have infinite time on my hands. (laughs) 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 You know, you know, you go go through a lot of your your life journey and, um, you know, each decade of your life kind of presents a new thing for you. And, uh, you know, I think in your thirties, you're sort of getting a, a better understanding of who you are. And, and comfort with that. You know, in, in your 20s, you're kind of learning a lot more about who you are and what you like. 30s, you're getting used to it. 40s, you're a bit more like, okay, this is me. This is this is how I am, da-da-da-da. Um, I've, I've had to learn a lot of um, uh, self-regulation and self-management around stress. And, you know, we've got 110 staff here. You know, you have a relative responsibility at any given time um, that falls back on you. And, you know, you have to continually learn and improve so as that you're battle ready, so to speak. Um, But you also have to learn to manage yourself because, you know, high levels of stress, unmanaged and unchecked do manifest physically. And unless you're on top of that, then you're actually, you know, you can kind of become useless to everybody. So there, there is a lot of things you need to learn to sort of get out of this life alive so to speak <laughs>
1: yeah we, we talk um, on here we, we talk often about our spiraling upwards questions so in the teaching profession um, it every there's there's not enough hours in the day as a teacher to do what you need to do so if you so you've got to be okay with walking away at some stage um, and and then coming back to it the next day and, and being able to do yeah. it and prioritizing and also focusing on on the good bits and the what am I doing this for? And having that, um, you know, knowing knowing what you stand for as a teacher. So we talk about what are our spiraling upwards because we very easily in a staff room can start to spiral downwards unless you're consciously trying to spiral upwards. So one of the questions that we asked the other day was who is your support network? Who are the people that, um, that, that you look to, to help you problem solve and to, to really keep you afloat? So I'm interested mm. what your answer to that would be
2: um so first of all i I totally agree you're you are either in a virtuous cycle or a negative spiral uh at at any given time and um you have to catch yourself in negative spirals because it's you know it gets harder to get out of the deeper that you get um and so yeah I, i think that's a great way to look at it um with the positive upward spiraling um my so because i've been in the one business for a long time and i didn't come from a you know a family of interconnected businesses or and and, you know people like that um i started looking for mentors relatively young outside of the business so i used to go to a lot of functions and, and sort of meet a lot of people um i uh early on um uh, got to know someone in the industry uh, by the name of um, Bob Bishop, who is uh, involved with Sheldon um, College, and um, he became a good sort of introducer for me into the into the business community, particularly when I was young. Like it's so it's so invaluable when someone in their fifties takes someone in their twenties and starts introducing them to people. Like that's just so powerful. Um, over the years, then I started to meet more people. Um, when I did the masters, I met. People outside of my uh, industry, which I found to be just amazing, because I'd been in AV for such a long time um, that you know, talking to somebody that was in the mining industry or talking to somebody that was in um, Department of Fisheries or something like that became really interesting and in how they run their operations and what they do. Um, and then more recently, I've uh, I've joined a, a, a group called the YPO, which is a um, essentially it's a, a, a a club of people in a similar situation to you um and it allows you to sort of form pretty pretty important bonds and networks and the like so i'm blessed with a very very large um network of people um but it hasn't happened through serendipity i've i've actively built you've been, um, conscious.
1: it's, you've been consciously it, yeah. taking steps to build that network around you yeah
2: and I like people and I like listening to what people are doing and, you know, I, it, it certainly helps if you have a natural, um, you know, um, attraction to people and, and what they've got going on in their lives and the like. Yeah,
1: definitely. And so what what next? You've got um, you've got a lot of children to raise. You've obviously got a, a, a saint of a wife because I'm assuming she was, she was part of that $65 million decision as well to... Are yeah, we, are we doubling down here, love? Yep, I, yeah, I, I think we are. So, um, what's, what's the future hold for you, and also for Video Pro?
2: Um, well, I'm I'm hoping that this uh, podcast is going to just shoot me into stardom, That's and the plan. then I'm just going to be on the on the speaking circuit.
1: No, I, I thought like you're a rock star. Okay, yes. Yeah, okay, sure.
2: Yep. Um, look, you know you you if you work your whole life to get into the top job whatever that top job is in your profession um all of a sudden your career um becomes um secondary and the thing that you've now become um in the top job of becomes the primary so you know for me now my personal success is um is inconsequential like it do, it doesn't have any relationship to anything anymore it's only video pro success and video Pro is only successful if all of the people in it are successful so it has very little uh, to do with me and my goals now are to um, continue to um, build video pro and, and the and the people that are in it um, the AV industry is a super fragmented industry um, so you know in we've got the retail business and then we've got the um, professional business. And in the retail business, you've got basically like seven companies that do everything in Australia. And they're all the household names of consumer electronics, et cetera. Once you go into a professional AV, it's hyper fragmented. You know, there's a thousand small businesses. Um, and that's not necessarily good for careers of people in this industry. Um, it's better if there's a bit more maturity and a bit more sophistication. They get more development opportunities. They get better IR protection, you know, all those things. And so, I do have an underlying goal to really um, uh, build out and improve the um, the career prospects and the um, quality of the whole professional AV industry. And I'm hoping that Video Pro and all of its people can be, you know, key to that.
1: That's exciting. That's great. Mm. Yeah, right. Good one. I'm, certainly not what I was expecting to say. Like that's that's a, that's a contribution on a. Um, a, a big level which could make a difference in lots and lots of people's lives
2: yeah, I th- it, yeah. It, you know I, I think um uh we we had this uh supplier in our industry and you know there's some suppliers in our industry that have, have done quite well financially um and uh they lose they lose track of it where money becomes the only thing and it's very hard to inspire um young people uh, slash all people with, you guys need to work harder so that I can go and like get more fuel into my super yacht or whatever, yeah. you know, and whenever, whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, come on, you know, why does anyone want to work for you? Why does anyone care about that? Where's any of the fulfillment or any of the excitement yeah. of a career? Um, and so, you know, I'm hoping that by building this, you know, we can... Build a lot of great careers because you know that's 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 what it's all about, right?
1: Yeah. Well, mor- moral purpose is uh, yeah, is it. a driving force in ways that that money just can't be a driving driving force. Um, yeah. Moral, which and which is obviously. I mean it might shock you, um, Cameron, but we're not making any money out of this podcast, um, but even after you've seen just how, how adept we are with using all of the equipment, but this is this is about moral purpose. This is about knowing yep. that' there's a, um, there's a, a teaching crisis yeah. actually out there right now, and uh, and we, we want to make an impact on that. We want to, to remind people how amazing the teaching profession is, how impactful being a teacher actually can be. Uh, and we want to entice people over yep. into this profession. Um, if, if your job is lacking a bit of that moral purpose, teaching has that in absolute spades. Uh, and it's you're, you're like what you that's... said at the very start, teaching teaching is everything. Teaching is creating every one of mm. those professions. So it's beautiful to hear a businessman um, talking about moral purpose. Yeah. That's actually um, really inspiring stuff. So thank you.
2: It, that's, that's my pleasure i i assume that one of the most rewarding things uh for a teacher is when you've had that impact on somebody and then 15 years later you read an article or you see a thing and you're like that person's that's, that's become my kid. really successful yeah because that's that's yeah,
1: yeah. and, and they, yeah, yeah. they don't ever stop being your kid it doesn't matter how how old yeah. you are so for you um barry was it very great <laughs> He yeah. he would see you. Does he know? Does he know the impact that you had, um, that he had on, on your your life?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've um, uh, my wife uh, also had a really close relationship um, with him, and um, I think he, so. I think they had that impact on quite a large number of people. Um, and whilst we would like to feel special uh, that we were the only ones, I know that there were a lot of people that were impacted. But then that is the uh, that is the scale opportunity of teaching. You oh, can a hit teacher. a lot of people. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> yeah. every year, you know, every year a primary school teacher is um, building those deep, deep, meaningful relationships with um, with their thirty kids, and and as a high school teacher, you've got one hundred and fifty kids. Uh, that yeah. you teach each yeah. year, and then you know. So in my career, you know, over twenty years now, that's that's a that's a lot of kids. Uh, yeah, and
2: yeah.
1: It's mm. yeah, it's, it's 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 it never gets old though. Seeing a student out and them saying, "Oh, you're my favorite teacher," or "Do you remember when we did this in class?" or, um, it, it's it it doesn't get old. You so we, I know that unfortunately for you, probably <laughs> Cameron, you're probably not. Maybe not going to be able to be that rock star, but but Will White is a rock star when he uh, he goes out in his community, people are screaming his name, Mr. White. Yeah, there's uh, there's
0: I, well, I don't know about the placards. Slow down, things. slow down, boy. But but a teacher is a rock
1: is a rock star in their own classroom. Definitely, you you have yes. um, you're holding court, yes. you're you're performing, you're um. And, and definitely you get some very loyal followers along the way. So it's, it, is, it is it is absolutely a lovely profession to be part of. <laughs> it is. All right, before we let you go, um, Cameron, we do a little thing on this show called The Alphabet Game um, where, uh, where I will give you a, a subject and a letter and then you're going to yell out the answer. Are you willing to play The Alphabet Game against <laughs> Mr. White? Put it all on the line
2: willing and able
1: well, that's my boy well done all right well here's <laughs> well, we'll, we'll
2: see we'll here's see the, how able.
1: here's the sting you stretch and uh we'll get ready
2: <laughs> all right all
0: right yeah, i'll see again.
1: all right that's stretching over here we go all right okay all right i'm just going to my questions to see here we go this this one is a good level <laughs> playing field actually for my two rock stars um Name a song starting with A.
2: Animal Pearl Jam.
1: Very fast. Uh, maybe maybe he is going to be the rock quick. star um, instead of you, Mr. White. All right.
0: Well, I was going to say across the universe, the Beatles, but
1: okay, okay. Both, both would have been correct, but as usual, Mr. White, a bit slow. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Thank you. Are we ready? Name. Name a piece of audiovisual equipment starting with F.
2: <laughs> a focal lens. What did
1: what did you what did you say, Wadi? I said a fumble. A fob-a-lean. Uh... Is
0: it, It's a thing. It's a thing that goes on the microphone to stop the wind. Isn't it? <laughs> <A fob-a-lean.
1: laughs> Sorry. Uh... I thought it's that furry thing they put on the microphone to stop the wind from. <laughs> a fobbling. No, hmm. um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with focal lens actually. I might have voted yeah.
2: <laughs> that. Okay. So well, well, I would I'm. I'm conflicted anyway, so it would. Be, I couldn't say yes or no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'm gonna say no, um, because I know. I know that oh, look okay, on his this, face okay. when he's making it up. But, yeah.
2: You do. I,
0: yes. And I, I am. Awesome. Yes.
1: I, another. <laughs> I just wanted I know, it so much. I know. It was. Didn't even get on the board on this occasion. So it was best of three. So, um, no. Uh, <laughs>
0: totally pants. Though. Always.
1: Cameron, you're the winner, as we knew you were probably well done, going Cameron. to be. All right. Um, what can you, what's coming <laughs> up for you? Um, uh, how can listeners uh, find out more about what you're doing? I believe you're doing uh, a bit of charity work as well, Cameron.
2: Yes, we we do do a charity uh, called Brisbane every year. Uh, it's been for the Children's Hospital Foundation in previous years, and we get the four big firms—PwC, uh, Deloitte, EY, and KPMG—and then we get Rio Tinto and uh, and also Little Old Video Pro. So in with all those like multi-billion-dollar companies. Yeah, uh, good job. <laughs> and then we do uh, we do a battle <laughs> of the band at the uh, at the Triffid, um, which uh, is has got some good support by the. Um, uh, the owners of the tripod uh, including jc uh, from powderfinger um and we've uh, we've done that every year uh for the last six years uh um not to upset anybody but even through COVID, that event kept running uh in queensland um we actually moved it to the fortitude music hall because of social distancing so that was pretty fun um but we're doing that again on the 16th of september so uh that's always a good night out and, and raises money for uh, for the right causes.
1: Beautiful. And so people will just—they should. Uh, how do they find out about tickets?
2: Uh, they uh, <laughs> usually my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I'm usually just trying to flog tickets through that. But um, if you Google Brisbane, uh, you'll Brisbane. you'll find that uh, as and when it comes up. And uh, yeah, and then we'll just uh, and then I'll just keep living the video pro dream, and you know, hopefully we'll we'll see some different uh, people around uh, any of the conferences uh, because we do do quite a few different conferences within um, education as well.
1: Love it. And so any teachers uh, or schools, school principals can, um, we really encourage you to reach out to Video Pro um, because we know that Video Pro loves teachers because here they are supporting, um, supporting our podcast. Uh, and yes. so it's not just in Queensland, you're, you're beyond Queensland, you're around Australia.
2: Yeah, so for anyone that just wants to um, uh, buy products, uh, then we're videopro.com.au online, and we're um, uh, national. And for uh, services installations, uh, we're more Queensland and New South Wales is our is our main business. Love it. Mm.
1: Well, uh, anyone for our listeners who want to reach out to us, uh, we're always looking for those teaching tales and magical moments. That we would love you to send through on our uh, Facebook site, Teachers Change Lives Podcast, or Instagram, also Teachers Change Lives Podcast. You can find us on TikTok with Telling Our Teaching Tales, Magical Moments, and Whitey's Weekly Wisecracks. Uh, Mr. White, what is our email address? Tell everyone.
0: Our email address, Teachers Change Live Podcast at gmail.com. .com. Well,
1: though, yeah. He's he's one. had a bit of trouble um, right. uh, with uh, that email address, and it. he's no. but he's absolutely no, nailed, nailed it. it, absolutely nailed it, awesome. Um, so thank you again so much to uh, to Cameron um, personally for um, for telling his story today, and to Video Pro yes. as always for supporting our podcast.
2: Thanks, Sharon, and thanks, Will.
0: Much, much appreciated.
1: All right, well, Whitey, we will uh, be back on board next week with another another episode. Uh, yep. keep looking after those kids.
0: Yes, I will. I will. You Always. too. Yeah.
1: Well, and then the yes, indeed. All right. See you later. <laughs> Bye, everyone.
2: Bye.
0: Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Shaz. Thank Bye. Thank you.